0: Hey girl, ready for another week to shine, sparkle, and slay? Just like every week, we'll be learning how to build confidence and business skills so you can show up as the person you've always wanted to be, but didn't think was possible. Get ready to shine by breaking out of that low self-worth. Sparkle when you realize just what you're capable of and slay by holding each other up. I'm Stephanie Rodriguez, and this is the Shine, Sparkle, Slay podcast. Let's get started. Hey everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to the Shine Sparkle slay podcast. I am so so excited to have Amy House back in the house today. <laughs> she joined us recently and did a mini um a mini lunch discussion in which she talked about her background and she gave us a little story about her being known as the pit bull in the corporate world, which I thought was fantastic. She's going to be sharing that a little bit of that again today, in case you weren't able to catch the previous. Um, We're going to go deeper into some of her areas of expertise. She is full of so much knowledge. I know you guys are just going to love listening to her and are for sure going to take something away from it. So to give you an introduction of who she is, so she's a business success coach, national TV contributor on profits and politics with Rick Amato and founder of Growing Out Loud Darlin. That name is just fabulous. As a business consultant, coach, and trainer, she is an expert in helping business owners, executives, and teams find the achievement and fulfillment they desire in business and life. With over 20 plus years of marketing and business development in the corporate world, she's used her entrepreneurial experience building her consultant consulting excuse me coaching and marketing firm. She knows a little something something about what it takes to grow out loud. She is a still magnolia and brings that sassy ya-ya yeah, yeah wisdom to her business grow out loud darling. Amy has coached hundreds of business executives and owners to success by helping them develop the systems, mindset, and skills to grow their business four times, 10 times, and even 20 times their annual revenues. That is so impressive. She is active on several professional boards and business organizations. She believes in deciding and doing... Love that! She is proof that with some business cards, desire, and action, you can create anything you set your mind to. She believes her success is a byproduct of the success she helps others achieve. Wow! Every time I like read it and say it, I'm like, this lady is a rock star. She's got like so much going on. Like, whoo, You're gonna be tired. <laughs> I'm gonna need a nap after
1: this, right? I Stephanie? think so. I think so.
0: Jeez. Oh my gosh, so much going on, so much to talk about here. All right, before we jump in, give us the story. How did all of these things come? Where How what's did your they background? Happen, yeah. Right.
1: Well, first, thanks for having me, right? Because of course you, you, you kind of have to have a level of trust when you do these mm-hmm. that that we're not gonna go astray, right? So yes. thanks for that. But here's, here's where I, my journey is a strange one. And I think that alone should be inspiring to anyone else who thinks their journey just doesn't make any sense, but they're on it anyway. So I have a master's degree in counseling, went into private practice, discovered I'm a little too direct for the therapeutic room, right? I I discovered I'm better at coaching, not so much at counseling. Um, I'm a little bit of a, a, you know, pull on your big girl panties and let's let's get it done. When your clients are coming back to be your weekly friend and they're really not making progress in their life, that doesn't feel like success to me. So it was the first indicator probably to me that it was something about how others received what I did and what benefits they got from it were important to me. If I just wanted to make money and have people in counseling, I could have stayed there But that's not what I'm about. So then it was figuring out, now that I have this niche degree, what do you do with that? Well, I understood how to get people to do what I wanted them to do without them realizing I was doing that. And that's marketing and advertising, right? That's the core of what it's all about. It's shaping human behavior in the way that we want. So I went to work for several corporations on their marketing teams, understanding how word choice, color choice can affect smell and memory and all of the stuff. And and did that, moved into sales training. Salespeople are are business athletes. Mindset is critical. Uh, Worked with a lot of them on how to up-level their skills, stay focused, hit the goal. Went into HR, training, onboarding, selecting, building culture, and then ultimately moved into the C-suite. From there, I began to get hired by companies as a fixer. I call it pit bulling because if you ever think about it, pit bulls are those scary animals that we've been told and stereotyped that they're mean and aggressive. And then we encounter them, and what we discover is they're just sweet babies with fur on them that can cuddle and do all the things. They're just scary on the front side, right? right. So when a company hires a consultant or someone to come in for the next two to three years and shift, pivot, redirect a company, the first thought every human has is, I'm going to lose my job. This person's coming in to eliminate people. And I have found that in most cases, when we really look at human skills, we're able to reallocate human resources in new ways for better impact in the business. We may have a random one, two, three, or four people that yes, are not the right fit. But for the most part, people are the right fit. They just need different focus, different training, different position to really shine. But in 2009 and 10, I was hired to actually fire people. It wasn't even a discussion of, can we reorganize? Can we shift, pivot the organization? It's just, Amy, we need you to eliminate X number of people in the next 12 months. And I never wanted to be in a position again where I had to say yes to something that I didn't want to do. I wanted to be in a position going forward that I could always say no. Mm -hmm. And so decided to kind of shift what I was doing from being hired by maybe one entity to doing truly consulting and coaching work with multiple entities. So that while I can still work with very large companies, for the most part, I tend to work now with more mid-sized to small to startup companies that are really in the phase of building their foundations. They're a lot more flexible. They understand the value of their people. They haven't lost sight of that. And I get to work with them and watch them succeed. And that's that's really what is probably the most exciting thing about this whole journey that I feel like I've been on. While it didn't make sense at first, it makes perfect sense now, right? So, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So you said you work with still large corporations, but also medium and small.
1: Yes. Yes, I do. So I will still get hired by a large company to do some consulting work, but probably the part that I love the most is really more about coaching. So consulting is really giving someone feedback and maybe a strategy, a new way of looking at it. It's written down, but you leave it with them and you walk away and maybe they implement it. Maybe they don't. right? Right. But in coaching... You're really you're doing the same thing, but now you're walking side by side as an accountability partner of let's get this done. Maybe we don't do it a hundred percent the way we were thinking we were going to at the beginning, but we're not going to we're going to move. We're not just going to sit and strategize, put something on paper and do nothing with it. Mm-hmm. It's every time we get back together, movement needs to have happened. And I that's think, really where success happens.
0: I think accountability is so huge. I work with coaches. Like the accountability right. is just, it, and I'm a go-getter. Like you don't usually have to like tell me twice. You, if I have a, a something to do, I'm on it. But having a coach is, it just elevates you. Absolutely. So I'm all for coaching. So do you coach coach <laughs> on
1: an individual level? I do. I, I have a, a whole cadre of private clients. Those are, we call that Gold U, Gold University. Basically it's they're working on them as, as the same time they're working on their business because really improving who they are, how they operate, ultimately trickles back into their business and everything that they do. So That's we called it true. called it go gold. You, I do consulting still, or I'll do coaching from a group perspective. Coaching from a group perspective, when hired by a company, I will still do individual sessions with executives. But I also understand there's part of a collaborative team that has to work as a unit. It's very much like family therapy is probably what it would look like, right? Business therapy. So yeah, so that's what that would look like. Um, We run a program too called Gold Masterminds. Those are individuals, different industries, different businesses, and they kind of work as each other's sounding board and accountability partners to get that done. So whether it's individual work or collaborative work, It's still about let's move things forward.
0: I love that. And when did you get into coaching? How long have you been doing that?
1: So full-time directly down nine years. So I feel like I've probably been doing versions of it through all my corporate career, but really as a full-time, this was the thing probably about nine years ago.
0: Yeah. So you've been doing it for quite some time now. That's awesome. Very cool. Okay. So. I see that you are like the delegation queen. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I have got to talk to her about this because I, in the corporate world, I was great at delegation, no problem. So as I'm transitioning, I'm struggling with delegation. I have help. I, I have someone running social media currently, but I also know that I'm working at least 12, 14 hour days. And I know there's some that, some things that I could delegate. So I, when I saw that, I was like, I'm using this opportunity because I'm sure it's going to help others too. So what advice do you have for folks when it comes to knowing when to delegate and what to delegate?
1: So I think the first thing that you have to acknowledge is that regardless of what you do, how you do it, all of the things... You need to decide up front. there will be a point you cannot do it all. Mm-hmm. And I think especially for women, we struggle in thinking that we're queens of multitasking and that we can do it all. Um, and the reality is we can, but we don't do it well. Mm-hmm. And we don't do it well to the point that allows us to scale. In fact, I think when you look at the difference between male entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs, there's two really big differences. One, men don't try to do it all. They immediately start looking for ways to delegate. And number two, they invest in themselves, meaning financially, not just their business. Women tend to put all of their money and resources back into their business, and they don't invest in themselves as personal wealth holders. So those two things. So men from the beginning are looking for ways, how can I... How can I not do this? This is not my area of genius. Somebody else needs to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Women don't do that. And I think we need to start thinking about that like from the get-go. Understanding and setting our mindsets up is there will be a day I'm not in charge of everything and I have to trust other people to do stuff. If you don't start that from day one, you will struggle with that thought. Mm -hmm. The second piece to that is always ask the question, Even if right now you can't hire someone, maybe your business is not in a position yet that you feel like I've got the bandwidth to bring someone on and create leverage with that. But you always need to ask yourself about every task that you do. Is this something only I can do or is this something someone else can do? Mm -hmm. Now, don't ask yourself, is this only something I can do the way I want it done? That is not the question. (laughs) It's, is this a task somebody else can do, or is this only a task I can do? There are certain things in your business that as the owner, founder, you know, CEO that only you can do, Mm -hmm. but almost everything else can be parlayed out to other people. Mm -hmm. And then if you've started a master list of one day, somebody else is going to do this one day, somebody else is going to do this You've got something tangible. One, you're already telling yourself, I'm handing these tasks off, which helps you release it. It's like preparing for your kid to go to kindergarten or college or whatever. When you start preparing yourself mentally for it, while it will still be uncomfortable, you can do it, right? It it happens much easier. It's when you don't think those thoughts and you avoid those thoughts. And then the moment happens that it's a really... It's a crap show for everybody involved, right? And so having those that that document of up, oh, these are tasks helps you release it, but also too helps you onboard somebody else. There is nothing worse than hiring somebody. And the first week, two weeks, full month that they work with you, they don't really have anything to do because you didn't write anything down, right? Yeah. So Whether you're keeping an audio file on your phone, and I do that a lot because I usually have ideas at moments that I can't write anything down or capture it, but I will hit audio record and I will record an ongoing message to myself of things that need to happen or thoughts that I've had. Do that because that will be the beginning of a a standard operating procedure for certain jobs. You will begin to realize There are tasks that are similar that this is a position I need. You will also be able to, and and one of your questions, Stephanie, was how do I know in what order? Well, if looking at that list of tasks I need to hand off, if they're primarily financial management, then I know I need a bookkeeper, Right. right? If they're primarily admin stuff, managing calendars, sending messages to clients, then I need an executive assistant right? Mm-hmm. It, it could be that I, I look at that and I realize I don't need a full-time person. I need a part-time person, or maybe I need to subcontract it out to a 1099 virtual assistant. But you will begin, you will begin to see from the list that you create who needs to come first. Also, do not underestimate the power of having a nanny, a housekeeper, someone who shops for you, So I'll be transparent. I am terrible at buying clothes for myself. (laughs) Terrible. Like I will pick the worst things because it looks good on the mannequin. right? Right. Right. Or it looks good on the model. And so I actually have a person that when it's time to refresh my wardrobe, she shops with me or shops for me. Wow. Because it, it's a waste of my time. I pick the wrong things anyway. She makes better decisions for me. She'll tell me no when I need to hear no. Um, awesome. And she understands the financial budget that I set for it. And she will add to my wardrobe as I need it or purge what I need. I don't need her all the time, but she, she has saved me hundreds of dollars, if not hours of time wasted walking through department stores. So
0: absolutely. I love that advice. Being able to say, I need help. I think we really struggle with sometimes. (laughs) And I feel like you have that mastered, (laughs) like you just took it to a whole new level. I'm like,
1: (gasps) right. I mean, and if you, if you just start thinking from the very beginning, there in order for this to grow, I can't do and be everything. I do need to find people who are better at things yes. than I am. Yes. And if you hire rock stars, it just makes their the glow around them shine on you brighter. It makes everything work better. So don't be afraid to let go of something. Even if they don't do it 100% the way you would have done it, it's still good.
0: Yes, I totally get what you're saying for yeah. sure. I like I said, I used to be really great at delegating. I think it's different, like when it's your own, it's like a little more difficult. And what you yeah. said is essential, I think, is to create a document. I have no document. I just know that like I'm busy, like all day, every day, and I'm tired. And like I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. I'm just like the days are just gone. Yeah.
1: Yes. And, and, it's, I think, and it's all the little details that suck the time out. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think that is, and usually I'm one that I document a lot, I journal a lot, but when it comes to this, the busy stuff, it's just, it, it's accumulated so much. It's like, I feel bad taking the time to even create the document, but it needs to be done.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So that's where I would say start and just mentally prepare yourself for the transition Mm-hmm. or when it happens even if you're not ready for transition now if you prepare yourself mentally now it goes much better
0: yes um and i kind of chuckled when you said that so, something about that earlier because if you bring someone on the first month or so they're like i don't even know what this supposed- is kaya <laughs> i'm sorry if you listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> She and I partnered in December, and it was a hot mess. I was still—I didn't know what I was doing, and I was still working full time. And I was like, mm. <laughs> "We're winging this.
1: We were here.
0: winging it." But <laughs> you and I were chatting. I've been winging everything since for the last night. <laughs> Months, but we're wonderful now kaya does there an awesome you go. job awesome yes, awesome. yes. so yeah so if you're listening and you are wanting to start something then make your list and if you're going to delegate make sure you tell them what they're doing because That's otherwise right. ooh, causing them confusion <laughs> oh man it's just, that was such great advice. I love that. Yeah. And I know that other people are going to want to hear that too, because it's such a topic. And, and I like when you pointed out the difference between men and women, because it's so true. Like, I feel like we just hold on to stuff. Like we have to, yeah. like you said, the queen, like we have to take it all on. There was yeah. something else you said about what men do. You said men, a, they start to invest in themselves right away and delegate yes. right away. So what did you mean by invest in themselves right away?
1: So one of the things that we know statistically, and I think at this point, I think women entrepreneurs are like 64% of the entrepreneurial pool. So we are, are clearly finding our niche in the entrepreneurial world. The problem still is, is that women lag behind men in wealth creation because men understand that their business is just one asset. It is not the asset. Women in business tend to view their business as their baby, and it is the asset, right? Mm-hmm. And so, especially the first few years, it feels like we should, we use that nasty word, should, mm-hmm. we should put 100% of our profits back into our business and grow that thing. As if profits alone are what grows a business. Actions, decisions, strategy, That's what really grows a business. Yes, there may be key things you want to invest in, in your business, but you should not be reinvesting hundred percent of your profits back into your business. Because if you sold it more than likely, you would not get what you think for it. And then that asset is not worth all the money that you've reinvested. Mm -hmm. Number two, I think we tend to underestimate our power to grow multiple streams of income. We see multiple streams of income maybe within our business, but we don't understand the concept as a full circle in our lives. Still, you know, funding a Roth or still funding a 401k or buying stocks, building a real estate portfolio, investing in other businesses. There are multiple ways that you can begin to expand that. I mean, I've coached people in business where they're putting $50 away a month in a 401k. That's all they can afford to do. But they're doing something that is more about investing in them and their long-term financial health, not just their business. And we still know that there's a certain percentage of businesses that that die after a specific time frame. Mm-hmm. Just because you get past year 1 or 2, doesn't mean that you're free. In fact, recently I was talking to an associate. She's been in business 35 years. And she said, Amy, I have to say two years ago, I had my absolute most difficult year in business. And she goes, you would think that after 30 plus years in business, this would be easy. I've overcome every obstacle. She said, I had my most difficult year ever. I really thought we were going to shut the doors. You should never assume that your business is the thing forever. Mm -hmm. You should think of it as one thing right now, what other things should I be building to make sure that I have a really good foundation underneath me? I think keeping that in mind is probably extremely key. And I think that ties into Stephanie. I think women in business struggle with business finance. Mm -hmm. I think one reason we do that is in most cases we are operating our businesses financially the same way we do our personal finances, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, in fact, when I coach women who own businesses and I we talk about their financials, they all struggle with the same thing: cash flow, correct pricing, mm-hmm. having a nest egg for emergencies, have a plan for investing into their business all of the things. Well, if we think about that, if I ask them questions about their personal finances, they have the same problem. They're living paycheck to paycheck, even when they're paying themselves. They have no nest egg. There's no investment plan. There's no strategy of what, do I need to replace a roof this year on my house or do I need to buy a new winter coat? There's no there's no pre-planning. It's They're winging it from, you know, flying by the seat of their pants. You won't be successful whether it's personal finance or business finance, without educating yourself about that. The other piece to that is if that is not your strong suit, get some help, right? Ask the questions, find a banker that will explain lingo and jargon and terms. Um, Make that relationship now. Don't just bank because... Have someone that knows you, right? Your your CPA should be. You should be meeting with them yearly, and they should be willing to explain what does this mean on my balance sheet. What does this mean on my P and L? If you don't understand how those numbers and those that that dashboard of financial information works, you got to know. Here's yes. what what's fun is when you learn and you get power. All things improve right? Whether it's your personal finance or your business finance, but I find that women don't invest in themselves personally, and they don't take the time to educate themselves on money because it sounds really boring and scary, right? And it's actually the most powerful thing that they could understand.
0: I so agree with that. And I like when you just said, if you don't like it, or if you don't know it, You need to work with someone that does. Yes. I knew a hundred percent. I don't want to do anything with taxes, even though (laughs) business act. No, (laughs) so I hired somebody and he was like, we were ending our call after we had a review and he's like, I hope you'll come do business with that business with us next year. It's like, are you kidding me? I don't want to ever do this. So (laughs) If you're not a pro, pull in that help. <laughs> That's right. That's right.
1: Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly.
0: picking someone good, reputable to help you out is key. And I'm all for coaches. I think I mentioned earlier. You know, I'm working with. Co- I work with a coach to create this podcast. Even I didn't know sure. what the heck I was doing. I've had another <laughs> coach, but you know, finances isn't my. I know enough about finances to be dangerous. I think like I know about investing and I under, I definitely agree with having the multiple streams of income and not relying on, yes, I, that is like so essential, but there's so many, coaches out there. I mean, you have all kinds of coaching going on. So you're like, fantastic. Absolutely. I have learned so much from you during this conversation. <laughs> I, I have taken notes. I so appreciate it. Know that listeners are going to take away awesome. a lot as well. We've brought different experts in on different um, subjects. So tell them where they are able to find you.
1: So the easiest way to find me is obviously my website, which is www.growingoutlouddarlin.com. Drop the G's y'all. We're Southern. Um, And you can reach out through me on my website to find me. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, all this stuff. Just look for growing out loud, darling, and you'll find myself and my team.
0: Awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming on today. Like I, I just love this conversation so much and you have so much value that you could bring to the listeners. Like you are like such a great lunch partner. So thank you for taking the time to talk to me today.
1: Absolutely. And thanks for having me, Stephanie.
0: Of course. All right, guys. So if you're out and about and you didn't get a chance to write down the links or anything, you could take her advice and you could do a voice message to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could check out the show notes because we always are sure to include those with every episode. And as always, if no one has told you today, you are beautiful, you are worthy, and girl, yes, you can. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to shine with us. If you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by subscribing to our show and sparkle us by submitting a rating and review. And if you're ready to slay, girlfriend, stop over to our website, shinesparkleslay.com. We have a free gift waiting there just for you.